Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, here with my other host, Matt. Today we are also graced with his presence, Alec. Good morning, everyone. Great to have you back. Great to be back. All right, so... Every episode is brought to you by The Anime Show. Please go find them on Facebook and Instagram or in our description because it will be there as well. And you can stay up to date with everything anime, find out what is out now and what's coming out in the future. Always great information to have there. Yeah, definitely. So every episode we like to start out with adult beverages of choice. And today I will be drinking a mimosa. Just a bunch of basic stuff in that one, nothing too crazy. And then I will also be tasting this... Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey that Alec was so nice to bring today. Yes, yes, thank you. It's uh, it's really good. You're very welcome. One of my favorites, hands down. I can see why. It's good. It's one of the originals. Uh, I'm also enjoying a morning mimosa as well, along with uh, some Buchanan Select uh, Bolt, uh, or Scotch Whiskey. 15 years. I, I'd like this as well. Very smooth. Oh, this was a Scotch even? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Lance bought it and completely forgot about it. Yeah, I bought it because it was on sale. Not bourbon. <laughs> not bourbon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. And then for any of our previous listeners, because it is the morning, we are not going to be diving into that snack box per se, but we are going to try a sparkling grape drink that's in there just because none of us want some candy yet, fairly what? early in the morning. What's that called again? It's a sparkling sun grape. Any other part of that, I'm not going to attempt to try and pronounce. <laughs> yeah, we uh, originally wanted to drink this like two episodes ago, but we never actually got around to it, so now we'll actually try it so here i'll give it a try real quick just so it's official yeah we uh, had a little too much fun with the alcoholic beverages <laughs> yeah so we just never got to it kind of i'll be honest we forgot about it yeah i totally forgot about <laughs> it yeah it's grape soda yeah it's, grape soda. <laughs> it's fanta or whatever so grape soda or grape sparkling drink yes. is it is it like a like a um seltzer kind of sparkling oh yeah drink? it's seltzer it's where the sparkling comes in but it's a grape drink. Yeah, that te- 100% tastes like grape Fanta. So, Like not even a difference? Uh, it's been so long since I've had Fanta. Yeah, I don't know. But it's it's what it reminds me of. We'll just put it that way. Sure. Sound grape. I like that. Yeah. yeah. There really isn't a difference. <laughs> Sometimes like, I like to eat different like candies or or, uh, or just drink snacks in general from different countries. Like, oh, what's the difference? And there really isn't a difference there. So, yeah. cool. Nice, uh, solid you- taste. <laughs> so now Fanta will just be sun, sun grape. Sun grape. <laughs> yeah. Just a grape drink. It's all fun. Yep. All right. And Matt, you want to let everyone know what we're going to be watching today? So as our title says, we are going to be watching Death Parade. It is a 12 episode psychological thriller exploring what happens to the human soul when you die. While playing what appears to be a normal game against an opponent, an arbiter will judge the deepest parts of your soul. They will then decide whether you get reincarnated or go to the void. And that's really all I got for a synopsis. It's basically what this entire show is about. Yep. And that's the skinny of it, and that's going to be good for today. But before we really dive into this episode, Lance, can you give us that Lance's lesson? Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for hell, and that is Jigoku. Jigoku is spelled J-I-G-O-K-U. And Jigoku is very relevant to today because 
Our main character, Deckham, tells all of our new patrons that they're either going to go to heaven or hell. Not necessarily exactly where they go, but that's what he tells them to because it's just easier to understand. So that's hell for you. Yeah, it's. I find it kind of funny that they try to ease individuals into the bar and tell them a nice, easy story about what's going to happen. And then they give them super messed up psychological games. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if this happens, you're going to feel the worst pain you've ever felt in your eyeball. And it's like, oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, a lot of that stuff was very weird. <laughs> they were in for a rude awakening for sure. If yes. whatever expectations they had were uh, far surpassed. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, Alec, you had actually recommended this one saying, <laughs> had you watched this before? I had not. It had been recommended to me by a friend for a while ago. And they were like, you got, you would like this. It has, you know, it's a, it's. You know, it's games involved. You're you're a big gamer. You like all different kinds of board games. You would probably really like this. It has, you know, things to do with heaven and hell. And I was like, sure, but it, it can't hurt. I'll let me put it on my watch list. And then we were looking for a show to watch. I was like, hey, like, you know, this has been on there forever. I need a reason to watch this. Let's do this. And I, was, I wasn't disappointed by this show. I really liked it. I thought it had a lot of really cool concepts and really good character development. Yep, I pretty much 100% agree. But this has always been on the back burner of, like, of a strong interest. And I've heard the anime community talk about this quite a bit. So I was... More than happy to, you know, watch this with us, with everyone. I'll be completely honest. This wasn't, I will never watch this again. No, no <laughs> issues with this show. Uh, just not really my cup of tea. The, I don't know. I don't get a huge uh, kink out of mental torture of people. And like the concept was cool. It was just, here's the show. All right, it's over. And then that's the series. And you're just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's it. Like, I just kind of felt a little left down, a little left down by how the show ended i think it just kind of soured what i thought would could potentially be a really good show that's fair mm -hmm. because we could definitely see a lot more come out of deckham we could have seen something additional come out of chiyuki even yep i know they kind of wanted to conclude it because this wasn't supposed to be a long-running kind of thing so I, I understand what they did with why they did what they did but of course, there could always be more tweaks that could have made it more of a fulfilling, you know, ending. Yeah. Before we get too far, Lance, you just kind of want to let everybody know what kind of, like, how this came to be. Sure. So I'm going to pull this right from the internet, so I'm not going to be quoted against myself. So what they're saying is the series was spawned from a short film, Death Billiards, which was originally produced by Madhouse for the Young Animators Training Project anime Mirai 2013 and released in March of 2013. The television series aired in Japan between January and March of 2015. So what this is saying was this was a project that was produced off of something short and cute that one some attention from you know some higher ups so there's no original source that goes back any further and this wasn't supposed to turn into anything longer than what it already is okay yeah that makes sense so it's just it was an original short and they took a deep dive in whatever that short was i didn't watch it did either of you guys watch it i tried googling it yes. yes no i didn't watch it i tried googling it for death billiards and everything that came up was the episode for um death parade where they had their billiard actually they didn't have a billiard episode mm -mm. no they oh, just had their i was getting confused with darts and so they did have billiards, but it was the Oculus and Noro? Nona. Nona, Nona mm -hmm. yes. That were playing billiards, which was an in interesting. They could have 
explain what was going on there, if anything. Yeah, it was just planetary. They were just playing pool. some cool pool, yeah, essentially, okay. to us. But because it, it was super cool. And one thing that I did notice when they were racking up and everything, they were playing nine ball. Yep. So it wasn't, you know, full, what, 15? Something like that, yeah. So it was, they were playing nine ball, and they were just hitting in cool balls, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know about you guys. Maybe I think it was Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, they were playing pool with actual planets, and after they got destroyed, yep. the actual planet gets destroyed. It was bringing something up, but I couldn't figure it out. But that just <laughs> literally just linked my head back, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was Dragon Ball Super!" Yeah. yeah. Well, this did come out first, so maybe they got the um, <gasps> idea well, from it. Came out animated first. How far back? When does Super manga start? <sighs> I have no idea. idea. No idea. Mm. That I'm not sure. So, who was your guys' favorite characters? From I know everyone kind of. I mean, it was very short series, and they kind of went in depth on a few. But I mean, pretty much the main focus was all on Deckham and uh, Chiyuki. Who was your guys' favorite favorite characters? I can say mine. Okay, mine was Chiyuki. Okay, and at first. I really didn't give too much of a shit about her, but her she became my favorite character because of like essentially my favorite moment of this entire anime, and that was because she made Deckham realize that the Arbiters aren't necessarily judging the darkness in people, but they're bringing out the darkness in people and then judging them off of that. Like I don't know how to further explain that one, but like they're creating the darkness; they're not actually viewing what's inside their you know their neutral heart or whatever. So uh, because she's the one that brought that piece of information forward i had a new appreciation for her okay cool but it kind of goes into mayu where it appeared that she was sacrificing herself for uh drawn and blank on uh, harada yeah. yeah we should also say mayu was the schoolgirl looking one that was obsessed with the pop singer she had the teddy bear in her hair yes and in all actuality she just didn't want to pee her pants in front of a pop star Mm -hmm. so while it seemed noble in all actuality it wasn't right there there was no nobility in her sacrificing herself because i she was gonna die anyway So, oh, yeah, and I, I feel like we need to spend a good chunk of time talking about Mayu just in general. Yeah, we can. Are you like, claiming so you're claiming her for your favorite? No, oh, no, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, just to okay. kind of compound on what you were talking about, how that they were bringing out dark pieces of people's soul, and then she is in essence killing herself, quote unquote, to save. Uh, I'm gonna Haruka. Harada. There it is. Harada. Yes. And in all actuality, she wasn't doing anything noble. She was just not wanting to be embarrassed in front of the person that she was obsessed with. Yep. So that's not really bringing... It, yeah, there's no nobility in there. Uh, but as far as my favorite character, I guess I'm going to go with uh, Ginty. Really? Okay. Yes. He was... Uh... A close, close second for me. I honestly thought you were going to say him, uh-huh. Lance. Uh, he was my original first. I will give you that. <laughs> Did he betray you in the end? <laughs> no, no. It's just after I thought about it a little bit more, I started thinking a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. As far as this episode is, or as far as the series is concerned, he was my favorite just for the fact that, you know, he had just accepted what his fate was. And I kind of appreciate that. He was like, who cares? Like, it's that this is our job. We're here to judge people. That's what I'm doing. Don't think about it too much because then your life is just going to suck. And let's be completely honest. Everybody can, if they want to be real with themselves, you can all say that. If you don't like your job, but you're going to it anyways, you're essentially doing the same thing. Hey, I got bills to pay. I got to work. 
here we are. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just a very real character to me. And then he he just had uh, a lot of funny lines in there as well. A joke about how, you know, getting getting a kink off of psychological thrillers isn't my thing. And then I picked the guy who loves <laughs> fucking with people, but still. <laughs> that yeah. and he also is, you know, he very clearly stated, like, back to my, like, he was getting bored with everything, and then as soon as the real the, game, the real begins. games started kicking in, is when he started, you know, perking up, and he started like getting more invested into the, you know, the fake inevitable death at the, in the at the end. So, yep, gotcha. What about you, Alec? My favorite character was actually Nona. Okay, um, I thought that she was just the typical like let's poke the bear character, let's mm-hmm. see what we can get away with, let's see what we can test, and. She really wanted to see, are Arbiters capable of feeling emotions? Like, is this a thing? And I just like that she, you know, tested the grounds and tried to, you know, perform these experiments. And I really liked her, the risk that she put in on herself because she was one of the higher up Arbiters. Like, she was on, like, floor 90 or floor 95, whereas Deckham is on floor 15. Yeah, we had uh, 15, 20, and 90. Mm Mm-hmm. So she was the the highest up of all of them. So she had the most to risk, and yet she was still the one like, hey, I'm going to put myself on the line here. I'm going to go against Oculus and see what I can come up with. And I just really kind of admired her as a character. I was like, you know, if you're spending eternity judging people's souls, yeah, you're either you're going to get bored and you're going to lose interest. So she kind of brought interest back into her own life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, just to kind of poke a slight hole into it. Mm-hmm. And Oculus does explain why you don't want to do that. Why you don't want your arbiters, arbiters to have feelings. Because now every time they make a judgment, you are in essence just kind of destroying a piece of their soul. Because they're making the ultimate decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what they're doing is tough. That's why they are kind of emotionless. Yep. Yeah, I was just about to say, you're adding emotion into something that doesn't quite need it. And that's why, you know, Deckham, he literally was the essence of emotionless. And then Ginty was kind of like the bored, I'm so over this kind of shit, <laughs> like kind of asshole-esque kind of person. But that, you know, you kind of have to do that, be that way to run this kind of a job. Yep. So I know... Lance, you had, you did talk about your favorite moment. You want to kind of talk about that again? Yeah, so my favorite moment was the realization and the deeper psychological, you know, diving into the whole purpose of this and making Deckham realize that he's not just bringing out worse situations to judge people based on their true reactions on, you know, certain situations, but it is, in fact, that they are creating the bad situations and then bringing out the bad people, you know, the bad out of the people who would be desperate and, you know, who wouldn't naturally be in those situations anyway. So it's a weird way to think about it. Like, this isn't normal. Most people would not act this way. Yep. But if you're going to fuck with their life and make them think life or death, then they're going to be forced to do something dark and something that they wouldn't want to do. Like when we we're playing the, oh, what's the game called where you put right hand red left hand oh twister twister thank you so like if they're playing twister and he said okay well the first person to fall loses and whoever survives wins and then harada got that idea like okay well if i push her then i win and he was about to do it Mm -hmm. and she she caved in at the end because of unforeseen circumstances but still it, it pushes people to do what they normally wouldn't do if it meant their own survival so it's a twist 
it gets a lot more complicated as you really look into it. On face, you know, this whole concept of good and bad, you know, that makes sense. But, you know, it's as soon as you start diving a little bit deeper into these situations and why things happen because of, you know, just a, a variety of domino effects, I guess I'm kind of getting at. So, like, it's it's not necessarily fair. It was people being pushed to their extremes, and that's just not who they are. Right. Yeah, I mean, let's be completely honest. We hear it all the time. There is no just black and white. Everything's just kind of muddled. Everything's gray. There, it's just, who are you in between the worst of the worst? Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to that detective, he yeah. just was there was nothing that pushed him to be this individual it just brought out who he was yep because let's be completely honest he is a terrible person oh yeah um, he, he was a total detective vigilante which i think is the worst combination because that's a that's a power trip waiting to happen mm-hmm. yeah it's like a dexter on the next level mm-hmm. uh, his name was uh tatsumi by the way Mm-hmm. Yes, he was Dexter. If Dexter actually knew what the police was looking for, as far as everything is concerned, not just blood splatter stuff that they made way too beyond what was realistic. Yeah, when he said that he watched the the rape and assault of uh, that dude's sister, just to make sure that he's like, well, they have to commit a crime to be a criminal, and he's like, you just watched her, and he's like, well. If he hadn't, then he then I couldn't I couldn't do anything because then he wouldn't have done anything. And if it wasn't your sister, it just would have been someone else. This guy watched everybody, so it just happened to be your sister. And I'm like, that's the darkest thing to yeah. say to someone. Wow, like I get it, but fuck, dude, that's that's dark. Yeah, I mean, I, I not that not that I don't disagree. Like, yeah, you you have to commit the crime to be the criminal. But if you can see something about to happen, step in. Like, what are you doing? You're a, you're an officer of the law, and you're just gonna watch that and then not do anything about it he seemed uh pretty corrupt in my my standpoint i think he uh deserved to go to the void well the, also remember the only reason why this guy in the the example that you gave was on his radar was because he had already done evil things mm-hmm. like yes, he so. didn't just pick random people That's true. Like, so he was already bad but like he needed to witness for himself first person how bad he is and so it's like oh yep i can now judge you because i've seen you do it. it's like no or you do the right thing and just arrest him mm-hmm. and he's like oh well because my wife got killed by somebody who got let off on an easy punishment now i need to watch people do these heinous crimes and then i can kill them it's like or we don't yes <laughs> or just don't <laughs> yeah no, that was a that that was a dark episode. the uh, the ending the the ending scene credits those those had me when he finally the character what was his name the kid, but the the kid whose sister was uh, was us uh, his sister was Sai Sai Simada or Simada yeah but um when we find him when he just finally breaks and he just stabs all of the pucks one by one that like represented a part of that guy's body I was like. You had it coming, dude. Like, what'd you expect? Uh-huh. And that, that was just a badass scene right there. I wish that actually that wouldn't have been in the ending credits. I, th- I wish that should have been a, a part of the actual episode. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that, like me included, I skip the ending credits all the time. I'm so guilty of it. This is the one where I made sure I watched every second of the episode to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, this... That scene gave me chills. I'm getting yeah. chills right now thinking about it because, like, yes, I understand what you're saying. Like, it shouldn't have been part of the early the ending credits. But, like, when his mind starts to snap and he goes for that first puck and then, boom, that's when the music cuts in. Oh. Like, 
Yeah. That was such a perfect drop for me that it instantly gave me chills. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, all you hear is the music and all you can see is the action. And then it's kind of an almost a slow motion kind of thing. And the puck is the top. Uh, at first, it starts with just the top puck. Mm -hmm. And then that one's just shattering. And then you can see the detective, you know, jolting around in pain. And like that, I'm only talking so much about this because this was my original favorite, like, group of scenes. I love really? those two episodes with the detective and the kid, like, collectively was my favorite part because, I don't know, I like the darkness of it. It was, I started diving really deep into shitty people's minds and mm -hmm. and then how how much they started to remember. But anyway, back to the ending. Um, Yeah, it gave me chills. And, and then when the kid started busting through the rest of the pucks... And then he had like that evil smile slowly creeping vengeance. on him. His vengeance. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like self-proclaimed vengeance and like the evil behind it at the same time. It was, there was so much going on and I was like, this, <laughs> I want, this, like, damn, this, I want to see more of this. I want, I, I think more that might've been a part of my letdown is that, you know, we got all these extremes and then you get one episode where the wife basically lies to the husband so that he can have a peaceful death. You get this one. Like, it was just a lot of one-offs as far as what happened. There was a lot of potential in, yeah. in this season. I think that if it had a lot more backing... And, I mean, I get that this was just a trial thing, like some lucky engineer, like, uh, animator. Uh, you know, he, he happened to show up to uh, to these bigwigs for the anime department. And I feel like if this had the full-on support of, like, a uh, like like My Hero Academia, this could be a successful show if actually, like, divvied out and brought out into, like, a real storyline format. Instead of just, here's a game, here's a game, here's a game, here's a game. Like, if there was actual, like, plot to it, <laughs> I think there, this would be much more successful. Okay, yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, there was a small plot. It was, the idea was Nona trying to create this mannequin who can acquire emotions. Mm -hmm. And, and if that, that was, will really, if that will truly be able to judge the human soul based off of that. Right. By working alongside with a human that hasn't been judged yet. Yeah. That was more along, more so that he can learn mm -hmm. more emotions through her. Uh, so the guy's name, I'm just finding Shimada. When it comes to that episode, because they were both killers, how would you guys have judged those two? Right off the bat, I would imagine both go to the void. You know, but one has to go to each. No, no. they no. don't actually. That's So that's something I'm going to bring up later, actually. They don't both have to... One goes to... Uh, reincarnation of what goes to the void. The, the entire show, I thought that that was the only option. So, I mean, in this case, I'm sending the boy to reincarnation. I'm sending the uh, detective down to the void. Because what he was doing was vigilante slash observing evil for himself. Whereas this kid, uh, Shimada, he had a right to kill that detective. And I think that's what that smile in the end was, is that he actually, the whole time he was regretting killing him, he's like, wow, like, I thought you were the other man there. I thought you were his friend, and that's why I killed you. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he's like, wow, like, you really did deserve to die, and I'm glad I killed you because you're a monster. That's true. So that action, I understand, but you're saying the action of killing another person 
is redeemable. If that person is evil, if it was honorable in a way, just no matter what, just any. So there are redeemable actions you can make to kill a person is what you're saying. Very, very few, but yes. In his stance, his sister got raped. This dude watched and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, you deserve to die. Okay. I get it. I 100% get like, it. What would, you, what would you do? I would still say they should both, you know, go to the void, but I get it. Murder's bad. Yeah. Mur- I mean, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna put the nail of a hammer down there. Murder is bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think in his case, I would have done the exact same thing. Okay. Understandable. Mm-hmm. They did, or in the anime, they both did go to the void. Both of them did. Uh, at the end of the episode... Both at the end, at the elevator, all you saw was a single Oni mask, you know, the, the devilish looking one. Mm-hmm. So that represented both of them going to hell. Yep. And I think I would have made the same call. Regardless of what their post actions were, just kinda you know, on their pre actions before death. So you're you're saying no matter his actions, uh Shimada, uh his actions during and after the game didn't change his um nature. Not his nature, but just the, the ruling that he had against him. Okay, that's fair. That's I mean those are different between nature and a ruling. You know, that's judging. Yep. Um I don't know, like at the end He's, he to me his evil grin at the end was more of like a, I like doing this okay mm-hmm. so no, he definitely enjoyed causing the other guy pain mm-hmm. so that's not necessarily a, a good thing <laughs> I love when he's like but I can't kill him he's already dead and uh, uh, Deckham's like yeah but he can still feel excruciating pain and the guy's just hanging there like oh that's great <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that was funny he just kind of accepted his fate like oh this is gonna happen and uh yeah that was a really strong that's actually what pulled me into the show because i was like wow like this actually does get on a deeper level so it yeah. took you eight episodes yeah to was really say, this is like the second half <laughs> yeah where it starts to get it was the it wasn't until the end of the the season that i really started enjoying the show okay did you sense. have a preference matt on where you stood with the two murderers i would have judged them both as they were judged so both going to the both, both go to the void. void yeah yeah, yeah. So it's now... I mean, if we want to continue... I don't, I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah. So. Okay, I have another example for what Matt was thinking against. Mm-hmm. Uh, heaven, or uh, Void versus Reincarnation, because both the pop girl or the girl and the pop star yep. both of them did go to the void as well mm-hmm. yep so that's a, another example of why it doesn't have to be one or the other it's it yeah. gets, it's it's just exactly what you are yeah ginty sent them both down how do you think ginty would have judged them judged the two murderers yeah as they were judged i yeah. think he would have um yeah i think he would have done the same because thing. he for being a, like a bad boy type like he followed the book kind of thing yeah no he he 100 accepted what he needed to do as a job and took it very seriously. So he judged black and white. This is how you're going to be as far as when Mayu. So she committed suicide. So in a lot of cultures doing that is an unredeemable action. So you're immediately going to hell. Wait, wasn't Mayu the, no, Maya didn't commit suicide. Yes, she did. She, she slipped in a shower and cracked no, her she, head. No, she, she, um, Oh yeah, she yeah, did. She fell. She she had the shot. I, I was thinking death. of um She got super stupid. excited. Yeah, she got too excited. Yeah, she had a stupid death. <laughs> she had a very that's, unfortunate death. It was actually linked to uh Harada. He she had yeah, just come back had, from one of his shows. She's like, that show is awesome. Yep. I'm gonna take a shower. Dies. Um <laughs> that, y- that's deserving of the Yos- place. Yosuke. <laughs> Yosuke spelt Y O U. That's why it's Yosuke, not Yusuke. Yosuke, he committed suicide. Yosuke yes. and uh Chiyuki both committed suicide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um and they were both sent to reincarnation. Yes. 
I thought that was very interesting. That was interesting. Because like I had said, uh, in some cultures, it is an unredeemable quality Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, So... We can, we'll talk about them. As far as Mayu is concerned, she was willing to give up another life to save Hamada, and that is why she went to the void. Right. Yep. Because she was willing to sacrifice somebody else. Yeah, I had to think about that quite a lot. I'm like, it was, at, at first, I was always thinking, like, why exactly is this bitch staying here? Is she staying because the public might find her to be a pretty face, and maybe, I'm sure that's actually part of it as well, but, <laughs> you know, keep keep the horny people invested somehow <laughs> it's a very important part of anime right so you keep her around like at first you're always like why is she still around and i think why she was stuck around was what we were alluding to earlier where she was willing to give up herself and save the boy strictly because she just had to pee and she didn't want to embarrass herself and ginta felt that that wasn't a necessary or not necessary but that wasn't uh Good enough reason to keep her from going to either of the sides yet. Yeah, he couldn't judge her. That makes sense. It was too hard to judge, yeah. Because didn't he already send Harada's soul down to the void? Because he was just a blank mannequin. Yes. Yeah, earlier... Yeah, he got judged first. And then Ginta basically tricked Mayu. Mm Mm-hmm. It it was a trick. He Mm -hmm. full-on lied to her. Yeah. Well, not really. They are in the void It was the final trick. It was the final uh, test. Yes. If, if she chose to save Light Yangami or kill him, that was going to be her final judgment. Yep, just because it, it showed her true nature that while, yes, she's willing to sacrifice herself, she's only willing to sacrifice herself for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Which is would, selfish. Yes. So it make, makes complete sense in that manner. Uh, she, like I said, uh, she deserved to go to the void just for uh, dying <laughs> in the tub. So <laughs> I love that. Did you guys have a favorite game? Like favorite as in like my favorite to play or favorite to watch them play out? Which one did you like the most? Ooh, I thought the Twister game was really cool. Honestly, like okay. I, I, was I was like, where are they? Game. What are they going to do with Twister? How are they going to possibly make this a <laughs> life or death game? Okay. And then when they brought in those special rules, like the red's really hot and the blue is like they're literally freezing to death. Yep. And then uh, I was like, oh, this is. I did not think they were going to go here. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I thought the old maid game was just boring as shit. I was like, this is like the dumbest way to end, to judge someone's life is by playing old maid. They should that shouldn't even been an option. It's like playing go fish. But she had to get judged. But they already, I'll be a, They had a. They knew what they were how they were going to judge her. So they wanted her to have a peaceful judging to allow her to essentially accept dying and move on. That's I mm-hmm. get that, but at the same time. Literally everybody else had darkness brought out of them, mm-hmm. and Maybe then this she one had, she had no darkness. Brought no, if out. anything, it was the then opposite. There's no, there was no buttons pushed. It was just a light. Maybe cute she had no darkness. She did write children's books. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> she illustrated children's books. Valid. That's even better. Yeah, she drew a lot of characters, yeah. and I thought that was cool. And it was, uh, it, it was very sentimental. And yes. you want to see the old lady that passes from old age have a really good pass on into the afterlife. That's what you want to see. That's a good feel good moment but uh it, feel it was good, boring it has it had nothing to do with the rest of this anime like yeah, yeah. The, it, filler it fell apart of the theme of the series yes i i did have because it was so lighthearted. i did have one hypothesis that was going in okay and that was what if this old lady was 
another fake because we saw that there was a fake earlier with the old man and the young boy or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what if this old lady was a fake and she was supposed to represent Chiyuki in the future had she survived? Oh. So that's where I thought they were going to go with this because nothing evil was coming out of this episode. Uh-uh. Makes sense. That That's a really good theory. But I like that. But of course, it, nothing holds true because obviously nothing points to anything yes. back to Chiyuki. Mm-hmm. I just thought they were going to eventually say, oh yeah, I'm you in the future or whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of thought this was going to be huh. uh, Chiyuki's and the old woman's uh, judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was going to be the end of Chiyuki right there, too, yeah. And I was like, wow, she won, so that means Chiyuki's going to the void. I, I was convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that, but I did think, like, when it, we got through the episode, I'm like, so is she going to get her memories and stuff back? Like, what's going on? Because not everything was for the old woman, so that's what made me believe that Chiyuki had some actual merit to the episode and then you find out that while yes she did she was really still just another individual that was there she had no judgment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least at the to the point where Deckham couldn't come up with a true conclusion at that point yet yes um so lance you really liked the twister one as well twister one was good i think that was the funnest most interesting game okay because it had a lot more elements you know we can dive into all of them after we say all of ours but yeah i would agree that the twister one was my favorite what about you matt okay um let's see just kind of want to talk them over so we start with the dart one yep seven darts then we go to the arcade game. Yep, we go to the so we go to the arcade Street Fighter game. We go to uh, after that is Twister, right? Is it or is that when um what's his name was revealed? Oh, no, when no, Gintzy we was revealed? we go to um, Cross Heart Attack. Yeah, like Death okay. Arcade and then Cross Death Death March. Which what was Death March? Oh, Death March was the. Uh, Bowling. Oh, the bowling. Yeah, that was a cute episode. So then we have bowling. Then we have Twister. Then we have the air hockey. Mm -hmm. And we have Old Maid. And I think that's all the games that we witness. Do you consider the mental game that he gave Chiyuki at the end a game? No, that's not a game. Like, not an actual game. That is a... Play for it? It's a a judgment, but it's not um, not a game. Yeah, because she didn't press a button or anything. Nope. They just went down to the elevator. Yep. Um, he basically drugged her and then brought her to this uh, scene that was her fake mother. Yes. Oh, that was rough. Yes, that was super that, rough. Oh I want to get into God, that, that one. Was rough. But as far as favorite game is concerned, based off of those, I would probably go with uh, darts. Just because if you were to think logically, you could envision a scenario in which nothing happens. But I would say 99% of the time, nobody's going to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of one of those games where you have an option for nothing to happen. Or you could really be an evil person and cause uh, a lot of harm to another person. If you were being judged and you had the choice of all these games, which is the one you would hope the buzzer lands on? Well, Old Maid would probably be the best one, right? Old Maid or Bowling, yeah. 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 Because those are the easy, those are the most lighthearted ones. Bowling had no actual effect as far as um, injuring another person, along with Old Maid. Also, for Bowling, is probably the one I would pick. It gives you the longest chance to essentially prolong the inevitable. True, it's you know ten rounds, whereas you know darts was only seven. Yep, but you had you had you didn't have to experience pain, but you're almost Guaranteed. always going to experience pain. And then as far as like there was no repercussions for bowling. 
Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah, even if you had a gutter ball, it was just, oh, well, now I have less points. I'm not going to win. Well, yes. not only that, but, like, when they were putting their fingers in the ball and they could feel the heart, like, I was expecting that to turn into, like, some mm-hmm. pain can, or can, something. You could feel pressure on the other person. Like, the like, other mm-hmm. person was starting to feel pressure. You I could, thought that's where they were going to go with it, but they, they didn't. didn't. No, was, they kept it cutesy. Yeah, if you, you held the ball super tight, you could, like, feel just a little bit on your heart. Nope, nothing. And they had that date at the end. They actually had a really good resolution. The yeah, that she always wanted. That, that one was really good. Uh, they finally And yet that would be another together. example where both went to reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, like, you could take as long as you wanted. Mm-hmm. There was no time limit. There was no... I grant, Granted, if you did get to a certain point, they'd probably be like, all right, well, we need to continue. We need to finish. But as far as anything else is concerned, there was no repercussions for mm-hmm. anything. Do you think that was intentional? Like, the game is supposed to be random, but really behind the curtain, it's a bunch of games that are, in essence, lighthearted. I think that it was just, a, you know, a roulette shoot where you might get a game that's going to cause pain to you. You might get a game that's not going to cause pain to you. It's all just luck of the draw. Okay. That's what I th- would think at first, too. Okay. But judging from our anime logic, the ones who got <laughs> the, the ones who did get the cuter endings kind of more like suited that purpose better yep so like maybe maybe the game is all that maybe all the games are already pre-rigged and it's judging from their previous memories because bowling these people knew each other and they always kind of had feelings towards each other they were about to have you know actual feelings to each other on the that bus before they died and there was no evil within the individual's souls yeah, they never attacked each other. Right. They they never attacked each other. These people were teenagers that never did any harm to anybody. So I'm wondering if these games were intentional. So you don't think it was random? I I think it was random in the sense that it was bowling, but not the sense that it would cause harm to the individual. So you even think, so even though their last episode, the last memory was them leaving a bowling alley. Yep. So. The games would have been randomized, but whatever would have been chosen wouldn't have been a vicious game to begin with? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because they already know what the soul is. So if they're like, yeah, there's no darkness in this person. All right. We, we don't really need to bring out any darkness because it's not there. All the ones that had darkness was, you know, the guy that was super jealous and thought his wife was cheating on him mm-hmm. essentially the whole time. So there's darkness. You've got the two, well, the one serial killer and then the other killer. Um, so that's darkness. You have essentially a womanizer in the pop star. So there's darkness. He caught his girl to kill himself, yep. kill herself. So just every game that had evil brought out had an individual that was had some um, hatred or other dark feelings within them. The old woman had no darkness in her. I mean, she didn't even she wasn't even angry that she didn't have kids. She was just like, well, these were my kids. Mm -hmm. All my artwork was how I had kids without my husband and I having kids. So there was Mm -hmm. no resentment towards him or herself. So just everything seemed to match with the the soul of the individual as far as the games are concerned. Right. So that's why, yeah, I would agree. I would lean that these games are rigged to begin with. Oh, okay. And we just get to see a reflection. But at the same time, as an arbiter trying to bring out the darkness in people, I I did get a little what if less they don't interested. Know? That's true, too. What if they don't know? What if they're just along for the ride? They don't know. Mm-hmm. Just I don't. Well, the arbiters are handed, you know, those memories. 
Yep. And it's kind of like they say it's like, it's like looking at things through a kaleidoscope. The, you get a decent picture, but you don't really understand anything. But what, I mean, there could have been so much more. There could have been more people that we didn't know about mm-hmm. because there was um, the elevator guy. There was the, the bellhop. Yep. Clavis. Um, the woman that judged um, people. There, They didn't judge. She looked at people's. Um, oh, the girl with the, the skull mask. No, not her. the The one with the like eye patch. Oh, thing. Quinn, Quinn, the um, alcoholic girl, Quinn from Quintuckum. Yep. Yeah. Then you've got Castra. She determines the bar destination, so she kind of she'll know where to where they go. So she couldn't, in essence, judge. She could rig the system for each game because she's already bringing people to certain floors. Mm-hmm. Like you go to Ginty, you go to uh, Nona, you go to Deckham kind of thing. Yep. And then she could make it so that the nine games that are could be played are all going to be lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good theory. Obviously, these are all theories. Just... Uh, it's uh, interesting. That's what I kind of like about these one-off shows is that there really isn't any true answer. Yes. You, I mean, it kind of leaves the imagination open and it gets you thinking. And I think that's the real purpose of why we watch anime is because we're always trying to find, you know, outside reasons of why things are happening. And you never really know unless you actually talk to the writer <laughs> of the show. And let's be completely honest, they could just be like, uh, I don't know, I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, you can just leave it up to the watcher. They can make their own conclusions. Yep. Wait, did I say author or did I say watcher? I meant to say watcher, I don't remember. Watcher. You said watcher. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> but before we uh, continue, let's take a quick break. Toasties, I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. And welcome back from our break. Something new that we would like to try to continue doing while we have a special guest host is to do a truth and lie section. So, Alec, have you come up with a set of questions that we can play with? I have. Okay. So, for my two truths and a lie, I would like to see if you guys would uh, can figure this out. All right. So, Light Yagami makes a cameo appearance in Death Parade. Chiyuki is the black-haired woman that kills Harada, the uh, Crossheart member. And three, all Arbiters are born without the ability to feel emotions. All right, let's start with the first one. So, uh, Light Yami. Uh, so, we're going to guess if that's a truth or lie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, how about Matt? You go through all of yours, and you just guess the false one, and then we'll we'll go to me. Okay. Um, the Light Yami... I'm going to guess that he is in the series. Uh, so the second one was which one? Uh, the black-haired... Um, Chiyuki is the black-haired woman that kills Harada with the bomb. That kills Harada with the bomb. I'm going to go with uh, false on that one. And the third one was what? 
Uh, the third one is that all arbiters are born without the ability to feel emotions. Without the ability to feel emotions or just with no emotions? Uh, they are born, yeah, they are born with no emotions. I will go with uh, true on that one because that is one of the commandments you could say uh, in that one is that they can't have emotions. Okay, Lance? Yeah, I agree with everything there. The first one was Light Yagami. That was when I saw his little figure show up. I I didn't I had no idea what the internet was talking about. I'm like, dude, that looks like Light Yagami. <laughs> and so I was totally sold on that. Okay. The second one with Chiyuki being the killer of Haruda from CHA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go false on that one because the bomb was set off by his ex-girlfriend, Lisa, I think. Yeah. So it was an ex-girlfriend. Mm. It, it was the woman in which he had feelings towards, but the feelings were not mutual. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. One of them committed suicide after he broke up with her. Maybe that one was Lisa. No, oh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm for, I forget her name. Which actually. was which? Okay, so one committed suicide and one blew him up. But I don't want to say Chiyuki was the one that blew him up because she had a bum knee. So maybe she wasn't getting yeah, bum knee. Um, and then the third one being that everyone's born without emotions. I am 100 percent on board with that because all of them seem to like wake up with no memories whatsoever. So that they're born with blank slates. So, yeah, I'm going to guess uh, the second one false. You are correct. Uh, actually, I had thought that Chiyuki was the one who... I was like, oh my gosh, that looks just like her. I thought she was the one who ended, who killed Harada. And I was convinced for the rest of the show that it was her. It was until I watched it a second time that I noticed that Chiyuki has a white line oh, in yeah. her hair. Whereas that girlfriend didn't. Uh, and that oh, was nice. the only difference in the two characters. <laughs> I, I was looking into it. Her name is Kana. Oh. Kana was the one that blew him up? Or the one that killed herself. The one that kills herself. Yeah. Okay. So that, there, there's the difference. Yes. Because there was that one moment where Harada's like, I just want to go back home and see Lisa. Yes. So. And that was that. the the sister of Kana, but not. That's messed up to date the, date the sister of the girl that oh, you really killed herself. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he's, he asked her. He's like, you want to come to bed? You leaving so soon? Because mm-hmm. he was dating the sister of the girlfriend that he had that killed herself over him. Like, that's messed up. Like, yeah. what are you doing? That's pretty shitty. Well, nobody said he was a good person. No. And he went to the void. So. Yeah, he went to... He did go to the void. And, yeah, so... That, that is a good mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, those aren't the most difficult questions, but there's only so much you can um, get off of this, because what you see is what you get. Mm. I will say this one was very hard compared to the other animes where I was thinking of two truths and a lie. I'm like, wow, like <laughs> I got 12 episodes and everything was kind of clear cut in this one. I'm going to have to really try. But that was the yeah. only one where I literally look back and the only difference in the character drawings was that white hair. Well, the little strand of white hair. Yeah, the white stripe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Didn't appear to be too much. Dang it. thought I would stump <laughs> you guys. Apparently, we're just that good on this one. <laughs> <laughs> attentive. Attentive watchers they are. Yes. I feel like we should talk about the video game one real quick okay. with the mother and the shut-in. Oh, that was a that was when the series actually got, like, deep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what? I guess, what did you guys think of the mother? The mother, like, I understood. I get it. But, you know, at the same time, like, dude, she was kind of a big bitch. <laughs> Not kind of, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she struggled her whole life to raise her kids. Like, she, 
you know, pulled tricks. I think she was a prostitute for some time. And then uh, she finally hit her big break with this TV show. She thought she was a celebrity and or whatnot. And uh, I think she just let it all get to her head. She absolutely let it get to her head. And I don't think she was a prostitute. I think she was just, uh, she was in that endless cycle of finding abusive boyfriends mm. and just constantly cycling through mm. terrible boyfriends. Yeah, because she did make does. a comment along those lines, like, Everyone that comes into her life just uses her and abuses her. Yeah. And she was it, looking for, like, a husband mm-hmm. role to help her out. Yeah. Like, I, you can you can feel bad for the individual that has kids at a super young age, but you can only feel so bad. Yeah. Like, right. I, I, again, feel bad, but, yeah, your actions have consequences. So, as far as that's concerned... I think she kind of got what she deserved mm. in that case. When she bashed his head in, I was like, that's it. You're Spesh- going to the void, girl. After, I'm like, you just doomed yourself right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she was a terrible person. When they asked her to play the continue playing the game after that, I was like, whoa, that's dark. All yeah. right, let's go. And just slowly diminished the dude's HP on the video game. Mm. Bit by bit. But boy came back. What was his name? Uh, Tatishi? Um, what was his Yo- name? Yosuke. Yosuke. Uh, yeah, Yosuke. He really came back. He's like, you know what? I'm not winning. I'm not losing. I'm a gamer. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you feel bad for uh, Yosuke, too, because it's like at my parents are divorced. We don't know what happened in the mom in the in the show. The mom could have died, and that's why uh, his dad got eventually got remarried. And he just kind of has all this resentment. I think his original mom was abusive to him. Okay, I, and so a, a terrible mom. So mom, original mom isn't around. New mom comes, and all she wants to do is be just kind of nice, you know, just love this kid. And he's just kind of resenting her because she is not his mom. Mm-hmm. And he can't see past the fact that maybe she's not trying to be mom. She's just trying to be somebody that loves him. And she, he can't see that until after it's already too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that, that was kind of a tragic story. And I mean, I get it. No one else can be your mom kind of thing. And no matter how abusive they are, that's your mom. There's a bond there that can never be explained. And, you know, for this shut-in gamer, yeah, like, I I get it. Like, he's going to completely ignore him. He's like, she's for my dad, whatever. I'm not really going to pay her much mind. She's not part of my life. But, you know, he he probably could have found a lot of happiness if, if he had actually accepted her. And... Even if he didn't accept her as mom, just kind of accepted her as, yes, this is an adult concept where it's like, you know, you don't have to be anything to me, but you make dad happy. So that should be all that matters. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I can get not feeling that way. But man, it's hard to see. You only, like, you feel bad for him at this point for the fact that, you know, it took him dying to realize, like, oh, man, maybe she wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... You feel bad. You feel bad for him. Um, He went to reincarnation, which I know we had talked about earlier, as an interesting concept for the simple fact that he did end up killing himself. Right. Didn't he kill himself because he lost a video game or something? Like, he had just lost. He's like, what is the purpose to all this? And he just jumps out a window. Yeah, he did jump out a window, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes. I will say... I think it was just the the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing, where it was like... I can't even be good at this one video game that I dedicate all my time to 
why bother doing anything else? I'm just going to kill myself. And so he does. Jeez. The video games are important, man. Come on. I, I Believe me, I'm a, I'm a steady gamer. I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't play video games. I, I'm not going to jump out a window for it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not a god. I'm not a gamer god, but I'm going to kill myself over it. Apparently he is. He must be. Lance, what do you think about that whole uh, that whole episode and just kind of everything that went down? I thought it was all very interesting. I the the mom or the mother girl Misaki. I understood where she was coming from, but you know she was just desperate her entire time. Uh, I did start to feel bad for her when they kept showing like flashbacks where she was like breastfeeding and she mm-hmm. looked like you know dehydrated, laying on that floor, just in a miserable world with her kids that she can't like get out of this poverty level or something. Care for them, yeah. And you know you feel bad for her there, but you know when she slaps the fuck out of her assistant because she scheduled her for something that she didn't want, and then when she bashed in Yosuke's face, I'm like, you know, true colors are starting to shine. So. Mm-hmm. No, she was violent. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they pushed... It wasn't like what she did was out of character. She had done that in her living world. She did it in Afterlife. This is who she was. That's how That's how she handled hardship, was mm-hmm. with violence. Exactly, so... Felt yeah. bad for the kids, though. Oh, yeah. for sure. They didn't deserve that. No, but it, it was just... Could only feel so bad for them all. What did you think about the entry of uh, Ginty? Where it was like the the kid and the old man, and uh, they're like, well, these memories, this person's been here before. Like, what is this? What did you guys think of that, like, when you first saw it? Did you think that this person was someone who had died and gone back to real life? Or what What did? What was your thoughts on them? I was totally on board with all that. I thought it was a very cool concept that maybe there's someone who was reincarnated and accidentally had some kind of memories of whatsoever, and he was finally back into, you know, this bargain, some major deja vu. I was totally on board with mm-hmm. all of that. That's what I was thinking, too. But then... When Ginty revealed himself, I felt like that little battle scene that they have, it was kind of cool, but it was 100% forced. It did not need to happen like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that little rivalry that they had between them was so forced. Felt out of place, but I, you know, I accepted it. White-haired protagonist against red-haired antagonist. <laughs> Gotta have it. Yeah, of course. But I thought it was super cool with the... Uh, with that asshole of a man, this character sheet is calling him Fuji. You know, he wanted his beer. He was just a fake, fuzzy soul to begin with. So it was just, you know, all the test out, uh, deck him. So I was on board with everything around that for mm-hmm. the most part. Okay, yeah. Uh, one interesting concept that I just kind of thought about as far as what you were talking about. So deja, deja vu theory, have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Where like you've seen something before. In general, yeah. So, well, so there's a little more to it. So deja vu is basically you getting memories from a past life. And that is why you think it's deja vu, because you're seeing things that you have seen in a past life. Right. But you have never seen in your present life. Yes. Yeah. So I've heard of alternate theories, too, like parallel universes all mm -hmm. connecting under one. Yep. So it's just kind of one of those thoughts where it's like, you know, maybe it is possible that you could have had deja vu because you've been through this already. And because it's been, this is what's happened since eternity. So, you know, maybe your past self was good, but now you are an evil person. So you got reincarnated and now it's not going to happen because you're an asshole of a person. (laughs) And yet one time go kind of thing. So just kind of something I thought of when you were, when you were talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. Definitely an interesting theory. Yep. What did you guys think of uh, Oculus? 
Oculus was definitely a very interesting character. He seemed, at different moments of the anime, it sounded like he was above Nona, and it sounded like he was below Nona, or he was he was equal. It was, it in terms of, like, some kind of seniority in that aspect, seemed strange. I mean, obviously, he seemed much older than Yona, mm-hmm. Yona, Nona. But he also seemed to have a lot more experience with all of this Arbiter nonsense to begin with. You know, he's. it sounded like he's the one that came up with the original three rules, and then after the Deckham thing was finally realized, he created that fourth rule at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. the final episode. So that I thought that was creative and appropriate and funny. So he's like, this is this is a rule moving forward. We're not doing this shit anymore. Yeah, no more human assistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. But he was still cool. I liked his ability. It was strange. That flower beard thing kind of freaked <laughs> me out the first time I saw it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Didn't, didn't see that coming at no. all. I I thought that was just some some character design, and no, they made it uh, useful. Mm-hmm. And he he tried to use it on Nona, and she mm-hmm. straight up dodged it. She's like, "You're not getting the peak." Yeah, she she knew exactly what he was all about. Mm-hmm. Which um, means it's been used against her, or maybe not against her, but she's at least seen it in action. We can say that true. at the very least. True. Yeah, I can I can I can agree with that. So either or, both of them are very valid. But she's she knew about his powers prior. But Clavis, you know, he Clavis just, got fucked. He had no <laughs> idea what was coming. He's just the dumb uh, bellhop. So <laughs> yes. He got no tips. What about you, Matt? What do you think about Oculus? I think he was good. I think he was needed because he was just somebody different. Somebody that kind of thought outside the box and was like, he was almost the CEO-esque type of person. Right. And you needed it because while Nona is trying to be inventive, I feel like Oculus was probably the original. And so he's like, I've seen everything. I know what is going to work. I know what isn't going to work. And Nona is just this new hotshot kind of person that's like, well, we haven't done this, so I want to try it. And he's like, eh, we have. It didn't work the first time. And so now he's just kind of like, eh, I don't want to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you that- think Oculus was once an Arbiter? Yes. Okay. I think he was the original Arbiter. So the whole time I thought he was like what was supposed to represent God. Okay. And reading into it, I found that he's actually second in command to God. Yeah. Uh, so I, I saw, I had heard a quote and then I, I'm glad I saw this, uh, but he said, God left this place a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So it's that quote that's like, okay, maybe it was him and God. And then he would go to God and be like, nope, this person's evil. Nope, this person's good. And just kind of go from there. And then they kept bringing up how many people die every second. And I think it was like 3,000 people die. It was 7,000 an hour. And I think it was like 200 a second or something like that. Yeah, it was was a lot. So 7,000 an hour. I mean, you don't know how many arbiters there are. I mean, assuming there's one arbiter per floor and there's at least... 95 floors, I think that's what Nona was. I think Nona was 90. 90? Okay, so there's at least 90 Arbiters doing these kind of games every single minute. That's not true because the first floor is the where all the dummies go. That's the bottom floor. No, that's the the, the basement floor. Because remember, he had to turn a key to even make that button appear. That wasn't the first floor. But they have to have a a floor for dummies. The lowest lowest floor, I think Mm -hmm. he technically said. There has to be a floor to make all the dummies. There has to be a floor for all the memories to go through. So... 
Yeah, because um, Quinn and the girl with the skull mask, her name is Castra. Yeah. They, it, they seem to be on their own special floors. And if you're doing it to her, you really only need like 60 floors. Yeah, or you only need, what is that? We'll say 50 floors for 200 people to die a second. Mm-hmm. There was a quote that Oculus said that kind of got me wondering. He was when he was talking to Nona about why they do what they do. Okay. He said, "Keep in mind the void and what it's used for. Let alone our location, we need to make sure that the essence of everything around us stays permanent." And I was thinking, I was like, "Does sending souls to the void provide them life? Is that their living force?" Living force, no. But just the individual that lives on, if that makes sense. So the arbiters could be the voids without memories. Okay. So that eventually the soul will become, in essence, human again and then have to go away because the arbiter can't have feelings. Mm-hmm. God, that whole, I watched it twice and I was like, what does he mean by this? Yeah. He, he was like, let alone our location. I'm like, location? What does he mean by location? They're not in anywhere. They're in... I think their location was more along the lines of like what limbo or the middle point between these supernatural areas are kind of being. Okay. So maybe to a new dead person, it might be too hard to grasp. So I don't know. It's <laughs> pulling shit on my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. There was one quote from Ginty that really got me. Okay. It was um, humans all behave the same ways, like idiots. They all forget that someday they're going to die. So the moment they come face to face with death, they cling to life. And literally that rang true to me (laughs) so much. I don't know how many YouTube videos I've seen where people are like hanging off buildings and shit. And uh, it's just like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And it's like, they're not thinking about dying. No one's thinking about dying. They're only thinking about living. And in a sense, everybody's idiots. And I, I love that about Ginty. He was a very real character. Okay. Yep. Yep. Thank you for helping me or uh, help proving my case on why he's the best character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see why you liked him. Yeah. No, that was when I wrote down on my notes. I was like, I got to make sure I have this down. <laughs> no, really powerful. Uh, basically, it's true. Everybody talks about kids not being fearless because they don't really know pain. Kids don't know the meaning of death because, you know, they haven't experienced it. And it's true that that kind of um, personifies everything that you just quoted, because let's be honest, when you're 10 years old, you've probably only known a couple people at most that have died. Mm hmm. So to you, death means nothing. It's just, oh, that happens in TV shows, that happens in video games, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't actually happen. And you haven't been beaten by what is life, so you're just kind of like, everything is amazing, everything is awesome. And yeah, it's just, I'm 10 years old and the world is just this vast uh, thing that I've known nothing about. So yeah, yeah, good times Mm -hmm. to be 10 again. (laughs) <laughs> got to be 10 again uh, do you guys have any like further information on the cat me mine like the cat was just there he was pushing buttons like he was playing along and then all of a sudden when mayu, mayu? mayu. and then and then when mayu got like decided that she was gonna go to the void me mine disappeared or something like around that time me mine just disappeared like is there more reasons more explanations on this cat that you guys can come up with you or? mean besides acting like a cat yeah <laughs> 
the most I got out of that is just that's his spirit cat kind of thing. That's just his assistant to hey, be you know. alongside him. I didn't really see any purpose of the cat other than to press the buttons. Well, I guess I, now that I'm thinking about it, the cat did seem like it was a little beaten up. Like, wasn't it like bandaged at one yeah, area? Yeah, it's bandaged. It's so, gonna... Okay, so now I'm thinking, did this cat die? And he never judged the cat. And the cat, much like how Chiyuki was falling apart, did this cat break into a dummy and then just never came back? I think you're reading too much into it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, other other than that, why his dummies would... he turned into um, little dolls. Well, I mean, dummies, every single person that showed up was a dummy to begin with. And then a soul incorporated that dummy. And then they could live for a little over three months. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this cat was also a dummy. I think it was just a cat. He wanted a pet. Okay. I'm just wondering what are the extents of the souls that can reside? I think it was just a cat. Okay. I, don't, I wouldn't go too deep into that. Um, some anime logic in there. Yeah. I just looked up uh, his character and it does say that he has a, it's a female cat named Memine. Me mine. Who acts as his assistant in the games and he loves his cat very much. And he doesn't <laughs> like when people don't call her by her name. Sure. That's all it says. That's all it says. <laughs> okay, so, so he just loves this cat. Diving deep into this one then. Yeah, it's just a cat. Um I did so me mime in Latin means remember. Oh, that's cool. So just uh, kind of throw more huh. onto it. That makes me wonder if anyone else has some hidden meanings in their names. <laughs> well, well, we can say Oculus. He's probably the next one that has a, a purposeful name. Well, his eyes are always focused in on. He'll sometimes like slit them and like his eyes are focused in on a lot during mm-hmm. the show. One thing I did want to kind of talk about while you guys are uh, looking into other character names is is when it comes to judgment, do you think the best person to judge is somebody with no emotions or somebody who can essentially is human and can put themselves in the same scenario slash feel empathy for what you've gone through in life? I'm just going to go with emotionless. I think emotions cause way too much trouble with logic. Okay. And I think that sending someone to reincarnation or... Um, or the void requires an unbiased, unemotional decision. I think, okay. I think I think unbiased is probably the biggest takeaway from that. Yeah, like I think you have to be emotionless because anyone can tell some sad sack story. Anybody. Mm. Yep. And I mean, but one thing to remember: they know all the details of your life, so they'll know if you're being, uh, if you were just kind of making up a story to make them feel bad for you, or if your true emotions were to, in essence, lie and push through to survive. I think that's where unemotional comes into play because you don't care about the lie. You don't care about the truth. You only care about what is. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, like I said, the unbiased part is the biggest takeaway from this because, like we were talking about earlier, this isn't black and white. This is just an infinite amount of gray. So if you start throwing emotions into this, then things get complicated. And where I was thinking in the end was eventually the Arbiter will become corrupt. Like maybe in his ability to do his job if he's got too many emotions. Like he's going to do this for like a week or two. And then all of a sudden he's going to be like, this job is bullshit. I can't emotionally take this. 
this isn't fair. Okay. So, what if they just start sending everybody to reincarnation or everybody to the void? Right. Well, it can go to that path too. Nobody gets another life. Nobody. <laughs> exactly. And that would cause a problem for them if everybody gets sent to the void. Well, is this like bleach where... I was about to say, is this going to break the balance between who gets reincarnated and not? Absolutely. I think so. Do but you we think don't this know. is a precursor to bleach? <laughs> No, that's uh. I mean, we already got Light Yagami in here. Let's... We got Light Yagami. There's other animes being brought in here. Yeah, so when humans die, when humans die, they come here, and then when they get reincarnated, no, that's reincarnation. They go to the Soul Center. They the, go to the Soul Society. Soul Society, yeah. Those yeah, are just that souls. doesn't work like in Bleach. Because oh, we're talking reincarnation, they go right back to the living world. Mm-hmm. And if they get voided, then they don't go to anywhere near Bleach. Ever in in Bleach, every soul goes to the Soul Society, so, whether you're good or bad. I, I, now bringing up Light Yagami kind of thing, do you think he was brought in simply to promote the show and to get people posting memes and, you know, broadcasting the show that, hey, Light Yagami is in the show. Everybody loves Death Note. Who, mm. and in, in the world of anime, who hasn't watched Death Note? That's one of the most iconic animes out there. I, I'm just going to put it out there. A lot of people have watched it. I'll give you that one, yes. I think it's just one of those cameos that bring further attention to this show. Exactly. This was a fun thing to throw out there, and if Light Yagami is making an appearance, then it'll bring more eyes to this show. Well, so one thing I'll say is he was a multifaceted character in the fact that was what he was doing good or evil? That's yes. Mm-hmm. So there, He was deciding people's fates. He, he has a hard character to decide whether he should go to the Void or get reincarnated as well because... While, yes, he he started off essentially like the detective doing it for good and eventually got skewed mm-hmm. into... Killing anybody who was against him. So it's hard. How do you decide on him? And that kind of goes through this entire series where it's, for the most part, every individual is neither good or evil. Yeah, it's all minus the detective. It's all situational, step-by-step. Situation by situation. Yeah. Mayu's decision to save Harada killed Light Yagami. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, I just connected those dots. Mm. <laughs> That's she, what caused him to, she, to die and well, to get his name written in the book. To be fair... <laughs> I guess to be fair, Gin, Ginty gave her the option, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what happened. Yeah. He judged her on her actions, like on her thought process, not on, like, we didn't see a button get pressed. No button got pressed. You're right. The soul was not going to get, it wasn't going to be a one for one. You could easily bring a a soul back for a half a second to reanimate the individual and then bring him back. Mm. That also assumes that he actually got brought to the void at that moment. But I'm sure most of us viewers just straight up assume <laughs> yep. Light went to the void because the second half of his career, you know, he's just a bad guy. Yes. Yep. So <laughs> the second half, yeah. He was doing evil for good in the first half, but then he was doing evil for evil in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah. So I think that's really all we got for this episode. You, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Nah, I mean, we don't need to nitpick too much further. There's... I think we covered everything. Covered we really everything. did. They're, we, can, they're... we can talk about the dartboard, but they literally spent two episodes doing that one, so that one's kind of... Yeah, there's show. there's not a whole lot to it. We did cover it a little bit. 
Um, so for anybody waiting on a uh, manga mention, there isn't one. There will not be one. There's no manga to this series, so it's just kind of is what it is, which is perfectly acceptable. Lance, you brought up kind of what this whole series was brought from and that we can't even watch the uh, Death Billiard. Is that what it was? Yeah, I I took... Two minutes to Google it, to Crunchyroll it. I couldn't find anything. What research? Yeah, so my two minutes came out in failure, so I couldn't necessarily watch where well, it's originated from. Wow, so. you could have lied and said you spent hours. No, no, <laughs> two, two minutes. minutes. <laughs> no, no, I was, yeah, it was quick Google. I couldn't see anything. I'm sure if I did spend a little bit more time, the Death Billiards would show up. I mean, I saw when I was Googling a couple things, like image-wise, there was death billiards and there was some man playing pool that was obviously not from our show so yep there's there's something out there hey we we just didn't watch it for anybody that uh is listening please drop a link if you ever find one that'd be great would be interested to know oh for sure yeah i would i would like to see the original source or the original idea of where all this rooted from uh lance i'm just gonna shit on you for like five seconds i just found death billiards and the whole entire episode (laughs) english sub and it took me three seconds (laughs) right here oh you went straight to youtube okay i googled it damn it youtube's got everything i was like you know what how would you want to bet on youtube Okay. Yeah, it is on Death Billiards is on YouTube, English sub. Uh Red Hot Flareon is the one that I'm watching right now. But uh it does exist for anyone who does want to watch the original concept of the show. Alright. Well that would have made for a slight better content, but <laughs> I literally Googled Death Billiards and it's in trailers and clips. I saw trailers. I didn't see any it's like twenty five minutes. Yeah. Damn. Okay, I suck. <laughs> oh man, it's okay, Lance. Um I didn't even Google it, so I suck as well. Uh, It is considered Death Parade Episode Zero for anybody that wants to really look into it. I'll be completely honest, I'm not going to look into it at this point. Uh, We've already recorded our episode at this point, so it is what it is. Right. Um, Yes, anybody who feels free to kind of give us a a quick comment, say this is the most important thing ever, (laughs) cool. Um, Appreciate you watching it and letting us know how wrong we are. Uh, but beyond that, but still, but still do just in case, because yes. <laughs> there might be other readers that will view your comments so it could inform other people as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. I, I will uh, have my blinders on and be in the dark. I'll just accept it. It's fair. All right. So, yep, that's going to wrap us up for today. So thank you everybody for listening to us this far. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. That would help us tremendously. Also, go to YouTube. We are throwing out four different titles this summer season for our short flights. We cover hot new anime and just, well, let's just say hot anime in general. We're, we're covering some pretty important stuff and they're all fantastic. Again, every episode is brought to you by The Anime Show. We have their link in our description so you can always go follow that from there and that'll wrap it up for today. So thank you. We'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-huge spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. 
Find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you.